teachings of thy word give it light. It give it understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshilaskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Let's stand to our feet and share a word of prayer. Oh, clap for the choir. Doing beautiful. Beautiful. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We are praying that as we hear your word today, We are praying that our lives will be changed. And we are praying that our lives will be blessed. We thank you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And shall we all say amen? All right. You may be seated. Turn to your brother or sister and say you are welcome to church today. Turn to somebody else and say you are looking beautiful. Amen. All right. Last week we started talking about becoming a master of strategic steps. Is that not so? Amen. And um, let's read our scripture from Haggai. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 5. Can we read it together? Ready? Go. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Verse 6. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, we need to understand that if anything is going to come out of our lives, we will have to examine ourselves first. Hallelujah. And we've learned that leadership begins by leading yourself. Amen. You see, sometimes when we talk about leadership, we talk about the president, the minister of health. You see, that's how we talk. Uh, the assemblyman and things like that. But leadership really begins with you. And it begins with you and I leading ourselves first. All right. So when we are talking about the leadership of a child, for example, we said that start by tidying your room. How many have tidied your room now? Can you give me a wave? Okay, I see a few hands up. You see it? Because 
you, you see, you, you had not led yourself to keep your room clean. You understand what I'm saying? So why are you attacking the mayor for not clearing the rubbish on the room? Because you, if you're, because if you have voted as a mayor, you even said, oh, they can leave it there for some more time. But well, even in my room, <laughs> I could do it for some time. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So we start by learning to lead ourselves. And this will give us the experience to also lead others. Are you here with me? Amen. So we are looking at being the master of strategic steps. Now, you, you will know that for anything we do in life, you can't do it by taking just one step. Amen. There will be a number of steps. There will be a number of maneuvers. There will be things you have to do if you are going to achieve anything. So we just want to quickly recap and then move on to what the Lord has for us. So every great or important destination requires a number of steps to get to it. Amen. You always have to take a number of steps to do anything in life. Amen. The worst leaders will take zero steps to achieve anything. And the worst leaders live in constant expectation of something to be done for them. Number three. Bad leaders are interested in taking only one step towards a goal. This, this problem, if only they, they give me 2,000 Ghana, problem solved. Once I can't get 2,000 Ghana, this problem cannot be solved. You see, it's, it's like just one way of solving the problem. Are you here with me? Amen. But there's nothing in life like that. Even if you go to the millionaires in the world today, you will notice that even though they have all the money in the world, you see, it's not only money is not the only step they take to solve any problem. Are you here with me? Amen. Good. So you need to understand that if your life is going to move forward, there are a number of steps you will have to, have to take. I mean, to get a beloved, it takes some steps. Amen. Yeah. You don't just get up one day and you've got a beloved. You take some steps. Hallelujah. So, for example, I remember last year, I'm personally happy when church members find somebody who married them. Amen. You see, it is a very beautiful thing when a brother finds a sister Okay, or when a sister is found and then they are planning to get married. It's a very beautiful thing. Somebody say love is a beautiful thing. Derek, what do you think? It's a beautiful thing. All right. Wow. Derek found a beloved and now he's married and he's expecting some fruits. After the seed time, the harvest is about to somebody clap for the Lord. Derek, Obobodin. Hey. Are you there with me? Are you listening to my little sermon? You know? Yeah. So, what you see, there reached a time I had a goal. My goal was that people need to find beloveds. That was the goal. So, what did I do? Step one. Somebody should be counting the steps for me. Step one, um, preach about marriage. 
Amen. That was my step number. Preach about marriage. My beloved is mine. I'm beloved. Look, you have to marry. Do things like that. Step two. All your singers should sing about love. Amen. So, we used to hear songs like, My beloved is mine. Then what? I will be, I will be calling you. Is that another one of those songs? Then, my brother proposed to be. You've been moving all these five years. You've not said anything. So, my brother, so you see that even to get people to find beloveds, it's not one step. Do you get it? And you see that we've preached about it. Our singers are singing about it. Step three. Then we will call all single ladies, all single brothers. We have a meeting. That's step three. So you call the singles and you have a meeting together. Amen. As we are having the meeting, then we are asking questions and uh -huh, things like that. Then we are finding out. But then the meeting also is to look which one can fit with which one. Amen. Step four, Valentine's, uh, what, single mingle is also another uh, step. Amen. And then even uh, intimate counseling meetings. Amen. When you come, brother, so how are you? What is your name? I'm Peter Johnson. Uh, Peter Johnson, are you schooling or you are working? So, oh, I'm working. I work at uh, Stan Chat. Uh, the, the Osu branch. I said, oh, okay. So, um, how old are you? I'm 31. Oh, so you are married. I'm not married. Mm. He's not married. You see, immediately we take notes. <laughs> are you there? I I'm telling you steps to get people to find beloveds. The steps. Amen. I'm married already. I'm happy already. But there are other people who are not married yet. And I have a goal for them to get somebody to marry. So, these are the steps we are taking. So, you see, what I'm trying to show you is that there is no goal in life where there's just one step. Because one step would say, eh, what's your name? Okay, what's your name? Okay, marry her. End of story. You see, even, even that is two steps. But you, 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 you can't get these two people to marry with just two steps. Amen. What is your goal in life? All I'm trying to tell you is that you will have to take a number of steps if you are going to achieve your goal in life. That's what I'm trying to show you. Amen. Yeah. How many steps have I given you for the beloved those five? Number six. You'll be there, I'll say, eh, Mousy, my office. <laughs> You see, when I say, come to my office, hey, you've not done anything. We are just looking for a beloved for you. That's all. You get it. <laughs> Another step. Brother, what do you think about the fair girl in the red dress? What do you think about her? What do you think? <laughs> Amen. Steps to get a beloved. Maybe, for now, you have some money. When that money finishes, you have nothing. Maybe your goal should be to invest some of that money. What steps are you going to take? 
See, I'm saying these things so that it's very practical to us. You know, that without taking steps, you won't, you won't get anywhere. There, there is nowhere you, you'll get to. Amen. Are you here with me? Yeah. There, there is something you have to do. If you're a lady. Oh, I remember even one of the steps. Let me add this one. Sometimes when we say single brothers, and sisters, I said, we all have a meeting. Then we'll go to one room. Then we are all in the room. Then I'll say, the ladies, can you serve the drinks? Then you see that the ladies are coming. You see, as they are coming, then the brothers are watching to see whether they'll see whether they'll, they'll find something they like. Hey. Yeah. Amen. We are almost at step 10 for people to get married. Hallelujah. Maybe where you sleep, you sleep where you sleep is not good. What is the first step out of there? Step one, I have to find a job. The reason why I'm here is because I don't have a job. If I had a job, I would not be in this place. Amen. Step two would be find another job. You see, I know many of these rich people, they don't do just one thing. They have, you see, even though one business can sustain them, they have other businesses they run, which makes them even more money. You understand what I'm saying? So, step one, get a job. Step two, get another job. Step three, even get a side business that you can be running in your own time. Are you here with me? Step what? Four. Open a bank account. I'm not talking about Momo. Amen. Oh, I, I have a Momo account. I use, I use all those things. But I'm not talking about... Have a proper bank account. Are you here with me? Some people keep their money under their mattress. Hmm? But you have to be careful with that. Just a few days ago, we had one of our people. He's locked his car with things inside. By the time he went and came, things to the web of about 25,000 Ghana cities has been stolen out of the car. Yeah. No window was even broken. He had just removed the things and they are gone. Are you here with me? Yeah. So, keeping the money under your bed, it may not be very helpful. Amen. Why do you need a bank account? Ah, do you think it's only in Ghana we are going to be? Oh, no, no, no. Very soon we'll be traveling. Amen. Some of you who have never been to China before, you are going to see China for the first time. Oh, yes. Some of you, you've not passed through Dubai. Dubai is like a stop point. It's, you know, some people do business in Dubai. Others pass through Dubai to go to China and all these places. May that be your portion also in the name of Jesus. May that be your portion also in the name of Jesus. But it's going to need some steps. So the next step, get a passport. Get a pa You need a passport. You, 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 you can't live very well in this, what, 21st century world without a passport. Amen. Uh -huh. so, so some people, maybe you may be watching me or something, you may think it's very basic and things like that. But there are many people who don't have passports. I've seen people lose opportunities because they don't have passports. Because, you see, 
If you don't have a passport, in West Africa, you'll be fine. You can go to almost any West African country for 90 days if you don't have a passport. I think you can do that. All right. But you can't go to where? You can't go to Spain. You can't go to Italy without a passport. Even if you are given a visa free of charge, the visa is put in a passport. The only visa that works is the visa that is inside where? A passport. So you need a passport. Amen? Are you there? Another step, all these steps I gave them in the, I don't know in which order, but I gave them in the first service. You know, another step you should take is that decide to live a modest life. Because if you have two jobs and a side business, by all means, you have something. Amen. You have some money. Learn to live a modest life even though now you have something. Just because you have money today, it doesn't mean tomorrow, no, you've released the latest iPhone. iPhone 13 came yesterday. By this morning, you are holding the iPhone 13. Amen. You want to drive Mercedes-Benz. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Just be patient. Live a modest life. You see, one thing about people that are rich eh, is that they are modest people. Let's take our brothers who are at Abosokai. When you go to Kweu and you see the houses... You see, you see them in jeans and t-shirts. You know, we, we don't even know how they arrived to come to work. You should go and see the houses they built. You should see the thousands they command. But when they are passing, you may think they are nobodies. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to be rich, if you want to be rich, and I'm sure we all, how many want to be rich? You must learn to live a modest life. Amen. You must learn to live a modest I'm telling you. If you want to be rich. No, no, you have money. So, like, uh, me, apart from Frankie's, and then where? Noble House, uh, Sheraton, or what? Golden Tulip. I don't eat anywhere. You see? Uh-huh. Are, are there some Ashantis here? Are you an Ashanti here? Give me a wave. Uh-huh. Ashantis. You see, if the food is not thousand cities, I will not buy. <laughs> that those Ashantis, Ashantis display wealth. They are the opposite of the quills, if you like. Amen. And the bishop is talking. I'm also an Ashanti, so please. The bishop is talking about the Ashanti. You see? They, they, they talk about, hey, it is an Ashanti that is in debt. When he said, Charlie, how? So I'm in debt. How much are you in ten cities? Ah, we crowd that are owing 15,000. We are, we are here. Then you small, small 10 cities, and then you are. That, that is how Ashantis are. Amen. When an Ashanti goes to, that's where Boga and all these things came from. When an Ashanti goes abroad and he, you will know that he, you, you will see his trousers will be here with his chains. And say, hey, tell you so. And run and run and buy and run and bedroom. It's like, yeah. Hey!
But if you are going to be rich, I said, if you are going to be rich, learn to live a modest life. How many are going to live modestly from? Yeah. Amen. Ah, if you meet me on a, a weekday, you will not even know that I'm the bishop. You, you think I'm somebody else. You will think I'm somebody else. Are you there with me? Are you learning the steps? Follow the steps. Another thing I want to tell you today is that one of the reasons why in this region of the world, you know, one of the reasons why we are poor is that we, we, we do not respect teaching. We do not respect what teaching. Teaching looks weak. Amen. Did I just tell you that some of you will be going to China? That, that's a prophecy. And you see that around here, we are so much into prophecies that we don't respect teaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So if I really want to teach you properly, I have to say, today I'm going to give you a prophetic teaching. You see, I have to add it. Are you there with me? Yeah, otherwise it doesn't seem to work <laughs> properly. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. But you must respect teaching. Because when you respect the teaching, it, it gives you the wisdom to take certain steps. That is what teaching will do for you. Yes. Teaching will give you the wisdom to take certain steps. Hallelujah. Amen. For example, if I say be healed, all you say is amen and believe. Then somewhere, somehow, before we realize, healing has what? Uh-huh. But I want to tell you that if I say you are going to China, look, I want to assure you that you're going to need a passport. There's going to be a Chinese visa in that passport. You will have to buy a plane ticket. The angel Gabriel is not going to come to Ghana and fly you straight to China. So you realize that even though there's a prophecy over your life that you are going to China, you need to be taught certain steps that will help that prophecy, if you like, to come to pass. Are you here with me? And one of the teachings is that, look, if you want to travel, you need a Ghana passport. Yes. And now you even need Ghana card. These are things you need. If you don't get it, you may say my prophecy didn't come to pass, but it's not me. You didn't take the steps you needed to take. Let me give you an example. In another church, not this church, I told the whole church, everybody get a passport. And, and if you are here, you don't have a passport. I'm talking to you. You know, get a passport. It's like some try to get others. They, I mean, it's nothing. I want to tell you that all those who got opportunities that they lost the opportunity or they missed the opportunity. Why did they miss it? Not because they were not qualified, but because they didn't have passports. So people, after I said get passports, people started getting opportunities. But all the opportunities were linked to, do you have a passport? And then, oh, my pastor told me to get a passport, but I've not gotten it all. Ah, sorry, you're out. So I may say, I see you going to America. I see 
you arriving in LA. But you know something? When you are traveling, you need a say, Oh, I like the prophecy, but I don't like the teaching. You like the prophecy that you are going to America, but you don't like the teaching that leads to passport, visa. No, you don't like that one. That is how your prophecy will not come to pass. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you something. Usually, a prophecy will be followed by teaching. Usually. Let's go to the Bible. When you come to the Bible, you will notice that when Moses first arrived in Egypt, he was telling, God has come to deliver you. He's going to deliver. I see deliverance coming. We are going to go out. We are going to get out of here and then whatever. So, and then miracles. When Israel was in Egypt, you see, there was a lot of prophecy about deliverance. God is coming to set you free. There were a lot of miracles. In fact, most of the miracles that we hear about Moses, most of them happened in Egypt. But when they came out of Egypt, eh, in the same Exodus, then it's like precept upon precept. Now, you do this. Do that. All the prophecy now is no more. Go to Le That's why many Christians don't like reading Leviticus. Because it looked like Moses had stopped prophesying and all these kind of things. Now, he had moved into giving of laws and teachings and then all these kind of things. Hallelujah. So the prophecy part is there. We are not saying it's not there. It is there. But there's something you need to be taught. Come to the New Testament. You see that Jesus also said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. They don't what? They don't know what they are doing. They don't know what they are doing. That tells you again that they've not been taught. That's why I said, go ye therefore and make disciples, teaching them, teaching them. You see, I'm trying to teach you to respect teaching. As for prophecy, I think we are okay. We all believe in prophecy. We love it. In fact, we, we love it. We prophesy, isn't it? We all love it. We like it when prophecies... Look, somebody here, you, you, you are going to do well very soon. Right now, you are not doing too well. But you are going to do well very soon in the name of Jesus. Your life story is going to change. I see you becoming better. I see your life turning around. Somebody shout amen. Yes. And it is true. And it is real. And we must believe in the prophecies. But you must also believe in the teaching. You see, when you listen to only prophecy, if you are not careful, you will not take any steps. But teaching will lead you into steps. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. That is why we are the way we are. Because, okay, you are going to be rich. Amen. Now, okay. Can you take the broom? Uh, tomorrow you take the, you sweep the, oh. At, at seven o'clock, come to the office. We are starting, oh. I see you becoming an MD. Hey! I see you becoming, that's what we want. So now to become an MD, you see, Legon, mature students, go and register for a course in management. Oh. Are you there? Look, for us to prosper, there are things we have to do. There are what? Things 
we have to do. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to set one goal ahead of you. Maybe your goal is, I want to get a beloved. It's a goal. I respect it. I, I want to tell I really, you, you, it's like, this year, my goal is, I want to get a beloved. I respect it. If you are married, and let's say you don't have a child, he said, this year, my goal is that I want to have a child. I respect it. I tell you. It's a goal. So if you want to have a child, I'll give you steps. Amen. One day, I had a married couple in another church. And they had been married for some time. And I noticed that, I mean, the, the, the wife was not getting pregnant. So one day I called the couple and I said, ah, you guys, I'm sure you've been this thing for some. So, what, what, what is the problem? Is there any problem? Then, do you know what the wife said? Hmm, Pastor, we've been praying about it too. I said, What? Praying? <laughs> when you want to get a child, it's not prayer. Or, how many will agree that it's not prayer in that sense? You get it. Not that we won't pray about it, we'll pray about it. But we don't give birth or you don't get pregnant. By prayer meeting. Do you understand what I'm saying? So then I asked them, ah, do you, do you have sex? Do you have sex at all? You know? Yeah. Then, oh, once in a while. I said, ah, how do you want to, this thing, have a child when it's like you are having prayer meeting and then once in a while. Amen. You see, some of you are looking at me with your holy face. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You are looking at me with your holy face. Uh-huh. But you, you see, you, you see, some of you, even you, the holy face, you, you are not even married. You've been doing what married people are supposed to do. You are not even married. You are looking at me with your holy face. Please, allow me to preach. Can I preach? Can I preach? Hey! So, is it? Being regular, John. Why are you not regular? He said, oh, Pastor, when I come home, I'm tired. So I want to say, hey! No, 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 no. It's not like that at all. Then I said, Look, when you come home, step <laughs> step one, eat supper for strength. Step two. When your wife comes to fight, take her to the bedroom and sort out the issue in the bedroom. Step three, sort out more issues like that. Oh, in less than a year, we were looking at our firstborn. I did not open any anointing oil. Yeah, I believe in anointing oil. Yeah. People, I mean, for the past two weeks, people come to my office, I pray with them, I pour oil on them. I believe in it. But I'm saying that to get a child, the step one is not pouring of oil. There are things to be done. Amen. If you got 
31 in your exam. We can see the steps that you took to get the 31. Because normally 31, 28, 29 is a sign of somebody who is not learning. Amen. And usually, Ghanaians, we are hypocrites. We don't like telling people the truth. You see, if, if like for example, your brother is having bad breath, very few people have the courage to tell, Charlie, can you, it looks like something is, the breath is not good. Many people will not tell you. True of us. You ask your neighbor, when was the last time you told your neighbor that the mouth was? Ask, ask your other thing. <laughs> okay. Amen. Are you going to take some steps? Are you going to take some steps? The greater the goal, the more the maneuvers and the steps you need to take. Amen. Yeah. Making a yam phone is different from selling mangoes. What do you think? All require steps. But I'm sure to make a phone will require far more steps than what? To sell mangoes. In the same way, when you see somebody who has 5,000 Ghana cities, there are more steps to get 5,000 cities than there is to get two cities. They are very different. Are you there? So if I prophesy to you today that you will be rich, if I tell you, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that you'll be rich, soon 5,000 will not mean a lot to you. Amen. I said 5,000 will not mean a lot to you. Now, it also means that I've literally prophesied that there are a number of steps you will have to take. It's like telling a girl that, oh, you'll be married. If you'll be married, it means you'll be cooking for your husband. You, you will have children, maybe two or three or four children. And that, you see, it's not just uh, we've put a ring on your finger. But there are a number of things that will come with that one thing that I see you becoming a wife. Amen. So if I see you becoming rich, soon you will have um, 10,000 Ghana in your bank account. Then you tell us that, ah, media is only Momo that you say, hey, look, we don't keep 10,000 on the Momo like that too. You should be careful. It can easily vanish. <laughs> no, you should be careful. I, I, I have seen them try to remove money from my momo before. They said, oh, can you please uh, accept transaction? And then, this. then somebody will call you, oh, I'm calling from MTN. And then they, we have, there are some funny things they do. You know, so everybody, you should, you should be careful. Yeah, be very careful. Amen. I've almost finished preaching. Are you there with me? So if I see, I see you getting two CDs. Your steps will be, God forbid, let's say two million. You see? But two cities, the steps will be fewer than the two million. What do you think? Yes. I see you becoming what? Maybe area assemblyman. The steps will be fewer than if I say, I see you becoming the president. Hallelujah. So my assignment to you today is that take one goal, put 
maybe I want to go to school, maybe I want to start a business, or even I want to change jobs, something, and then begin to take practical steps that will lead to you achieving that goal. Amen. Oh, yeah. I, I have a goal to fill every chair in the church. That's my goal. Amen. When I close from this service, I'm going to have meetings, discussions, strategies on how to fill all the chairs. That, that is, that is me too. That's my goal. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. What is your goal? Hallelujah. Some of you should have a goal to start a second business. By the grace of God, your first business is doing well. But it's time to start a second business. Yes. It's a goal. Some of you should have a goal to pray one hour a day. It's a goal. Amen. How many are going to take steps? Are you going to take some steps? God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you. And we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.